The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. He came toward when the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a great joy to be with you all this morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Father Sean Kilcally, and I serve as the Family Life Office Director for the Diocese. And this weekend, my friend, Father Jarofsky, had something to do in Fall City, and so... Uh, he asked me to come up and cover a couple of the masses, and so it's good to be here. Our Lord says to the disciples, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And those are words that we need to hear over and over and over and over and over again. Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And the context for those words is 
really interesting when we look at it from the perspective of the disciples. You know, the, the beginning of the gospel says after he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side. And so, so we know the story preceding this, Jesus fed 5,000 people. And the disciples were with Jesus and they saw this huge crowd of 5,000 people and they thought to themselves, what are we going to do with all these people? There's too many people. Lord, send them away so that they can get food. And then Jesus says to them, give them some food yourselves. And again, from the disciples' perspective, they're like, I don't have that much food. Like, what am I supposed to do with all these people? And then he gives them bread. And they start to distribute this bread to the people, and the bread is multiplying as they're distributing it. And they're seeing this amazing miracle take place. This way in which our Lord has shared his own life with them. And I've often thought to myself, if I was just there that one day that Jesus did that miracle, I would have never let my faith be shaken again. And after distributing all this bread, they get into a boat and they start going to the other side and then the wind kicks up and there's this storm. And they find themselves back in fear. And our Lord appears to them and says, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And as I reflect on that, they have this problem of forgive, forgetfulness. You know, like that seems to be the biggest affliction that they have or temptation they have is this temptation to forget who our Lord is. And forgetting is a problem that we all have. Like, I'm, I'm really bad with forgetting. Like, I'm one of those people that sometimes I leave my house five times. You know, like, I get in my car, and I'm like, where are my keys? And I go back in, and I try to find my keys, and then I get in my car, and I pull out the driveway, and I'm like, oh, I forgot my bag. And I go back in, and I grab my bag, especially when there's lots going on. And I have, like, 20 things going on in my head, and I'm thinking about like what the next five years of my life's going to look like or what my life would have looked like. And, and we can forget things. And I think in our current time, we live in this time where there's this temptation to forgetting because there's so many distractions in our life. And I used to think there were distractions in our life. I used to preach against distractions, but... Like, now all you have to do is turn on the news, and there's, like, you know, is school going to open or not open? And the Omaha schools aren't opening, and what's this going to mean for us? And what's going to happen? And, and, like, is my job secure? And what about sports? And, like, oh, yeah, like, Jesus is a person. I forgot about that. And there's stories about racism and division, and oh yeah, there's, a, there's an election coming up. I, I remembered that yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to have an election in a couple months. Because there's so much going on. And we can become forgetful. 
And especially we can become forgetful of the most important thing. Which is that our Lord has always been here. And he always will be. And we see that forgetfulness in Peter. So even though Peter had just like had that bread multiply in his hands, he was in the boat, he sees our Lord, he's like, oh, it's the Lord. Let me come out on the water with you. And he walks out on the water and he's walking on the water. And then he notices the wind. And he starts looking at the wind and he starts looking at the water and he forgets. And he starts to sink. And he cries out, Lord, save me. And our Lord does. And after these events, the disciples say, truly, you are the son of God, but they're going to forget again. Peter's going to forget again when he denies our Lord three times. They're all going to forget again when they abandon him during his passion, except for St. John. And so the remedy for that, forgive, for that forgetfulness is found in the person of Jesus himself. When we look at the same events from our Lord's perspective, he just got done feeding these 5,000 people and watching his disciples assist him in this. And he must have been very proud of that moment and grateful for their collaboration and their help. And, and he goes up on the mountain by himself to pray. And so our Lord goes immediately to the Father. Because our Lord has to remember the Father. And so after this big moment, he goes to the Father. And we might reflect on what was our Lord's prayer like? Like, what did our Lord do when he goes up on the mountain? What does his prayer sound like? And it might sound like, Father, there's so many people. They're like sheep without a shepherd. And we can imagine him interceding for all those people or his gratitude for the disciples that were with him and thanking the Father for giving him friends and for giving him collaborators so that he doesn't have to do this work alone. It might have been something as simple as like Peter's prayer as he was sinking. Like, Father, save me. Father, help me. Father, I need you. And Jesus always is aware of the Father's gaze. He's always aware of the Father's presence. He never finds himself outside of that. He's never forgetful of it. 
And then the father moves him in his prayer to go to his friends. And I imagine that was also part of his prayer, is that at a certain point the father said, go back to your friends. Go directly to your friends. And he walks to them on the water. And so, too, in our own lives, we have to remember that we're in the Lord's gaze. That our Lord has saved us in so many ways over the course of our lives, and he will continue to do so now. Or he's shown up in so many ways up until this point, he'll continue to do so now. And we also have to cultivate that memory of the fact that we need him so that we don't get distracted by the storms. You know, at every Mass, we start with the confidior. We start by confessing the fact that we're sinners because it's a way of remembering each and every time we come to Mass that we need our Lord, that we can't do life on our own. You know, there's a great lesson that I've learned from working with people who struggle with addictions because, like, some of them, like, they need to go to meetings every single day and remember that they have an addiction because they might forget. And if they forget, they're in trouble. Like, an alcoholic needs to remember every single day, I'm an alcoholic because I might forget I'm an alcoholic and have a drink. And we all can learn from that. Like, I have to remember every single day, I can't download this one game on my phone because if I do, I'm going to spend five hours and then I delete it off my phone. I have to remember that every single day or I'll get distracted. We have to remember every single day that our Lord has great love for us and that he's not going to abandon us. Because even his disciples who were closest to him and saw these great miracles and took part in these great miracles had a tendency to forget. In family life, we have to remember every single day to love each other, to love each other really well. Because we can forget. and kind of slip into taking people for granted or not showing appreciation, not showing gratitude. And now more than any time that I can remember in my own lifetime, we have such great need of remembering. Because there's just too many things to make us distracted. Too many opportunities to forget. 
that Jesus is the Lord of our lives and Jesus is the Lord of our histories and that he is our redeemer and that he will not abandon us and he will not abandon his church. That he came to make all things new. And we are his adopted sons and daughters. You know, I think every time our Lord went away to pray by himself, he remembered his baptism. He remembered that moment when the father said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And it would be such great benefit for us to remember that every single day, that we are his sons and daughters by adoption, and he will not. He will not leave us. And so today, let us pray that that we have the grace of remembering that we're always in the Father's gaze. That we always remember that we are his beloved sons and daughters. And in the midst of all of the storm that we encounter, that we never forget and take our eyes off of our Lord. And especially that those words may continue to resound in our hearts. Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. 